Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. I hope everyone's doing great, and I hope everyone is is trying their best to just get through this month, trying to get through this day, trying to get through this hour. There's been a lot that has transpired in my hometown, which is Lakewood, New Jersey, and some people have lost some loved ones. My sincere condolences to the families that are going through their time of bereavement. What I can tell you is that God is with you. And that's all I can say. Again, my sincere condolences to whomever is listening. If you've lost a loved one, a family member, a friend, a cousin, whomever they may be, is that God is with you. This morning, I wanted to talk to you about something that was really piercing my soul this morning. I haven't really done a podcast in about, I don't know, four or five days. And I took some time to catch up with myself, catch up on some sleep, catch up with some friends, catch up with my family. And I thought about this morning, wow, we've survived. I thought about we've survived the pandemic of COVID-19. Many of us thought we weren't going to make it through COVID-19. Many of us have lost, again, loved ones, maybe not really related to COVID-19, or maybe it was, I'm not sure. But this morning, I wanted to come to let you know that you are a survivor. You are a survivor, period. You are surviving what most people would have died in. And many of us, we think of death as in someone that no longer has oxygen, their heart is not functioning, their lungs are not functioning, their kidneys are not functioning, all the major organs in the body have stopped working. Many of us, I believe, that we've also died spiritually. We've died spiritually. It's happened to the best of us. Sometimes we feel like we are dying at the present time because of the things of life, the things that are happening, the things that are going on around us, the things that we see on the news, the things that we see on Facebook. We're like, man, we can't catch a break here. But in all in all, you, as you go through that and And whether it be six months or a year or two years or five years or 10 or 20 years, whatever the years may be, when that tragic event happened in your life, you are still here. Many of people have gone away. Some people have gone away way before the expected lifespan. Some people were supposed to live until they're 80 and 85. Some people were supposed to live till they're 70. Some people, like my grandmother, bless her heart. My father was telling me she's 96 years old or she'll be 96 years old this summer. My God, she's 96 years old and she's given birth to 11 children and all 11 of them, to my knowledge, are still alive. They've survived Trinidad, the Caribbean islands, the islands that was a a third world country 
They've survived the racism. Yes, there is racism in Trinidad. There's racism everywhere. They have survived walking to school instead of taking the yellow bus. Some people, my God, have survived off one meal a day. Jesus Christ. Some people have survived the things of their childhood, the abuse. And when I say abuse, I'm not just talking about sexual abuse this morning. How about verbal abuse? Because sometimes somebody can hit you, whether it's a parent, a boyfriend, or a girlfriend, or whatever. Might even be a coworker. My God. Somebody may hit you. And I'm considered, I guess I'm kind of caramel. I'm not really light skin or dark skin. I'm just, I guess, brown skin. I don't know. But I have melanin in my skin. But if you bruise me, or if somebody hit me, oh, I will be bruised. If I bump into a chair, sometimes I'm like, what in the world that happened to my leg? I must have bumped into a chair and didn't even notice it. But you were bruised. But when someone verbally attacks you, those words sometimes you never forget. It's like a mom telling a child, you're never going to be anything. You just like your daddy. You're just like your mama. You're just like cousin Billy Bob and cousin Ray Ray. I don't know. But you have survived that. You've also survived, again, the racism. And I'm not just talking about people of color dealing with people that not of color. Because I've seen it both ways. Please do not get it twisted. I've seen black people where they hate white people. So let's not just think it's just black people that get discriminated against. That is a lie. And I've seen that in the state of Maryland. Where people that look like you and I hate that other person that don't look like them. And it's wrong. It's not okay. I've seen where people that are Indians in the Caribbean islands because they have straight hair don't like people that have coiled hair. It's ridiculous. I mean, if it really comes down to it, you can just buy you some Brazilian hair like I did. (laughs) And no one would know what the heck you are. Depends on how you do your makeup, how you dress. They'll be looking like, are you Brazilian, brown skin? What are you? You Puerto Rican today? What are you? Here I am today to tell you that you have survived. The survival of the fittest. Only the strong survive. Only the strong will survive the storms of life. Only the strong will survive. And you might say, hey, Melissa, well, how do I get strong? Well, I got an answer for you. (laughs) You get strong being in the word of God. You get strong getting yourself around people that are negative. You get stronger and stronger and stronger. If you get in your mind that I'm going to make it come what may. Again, I always like to use the analogy that sometimes you have to look yourself in the mirror and say, I am going to make it. I had to do it for years. We're not talking about one day. I wish. (laughs) There's been times in my life that I had to say to my own self, 
you have no choice but to make it. This was before being married, before having a daughter. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It was like no one was depending on me. Like it was just me. But I had to say to myself in high school, I'm going to make it up out of Lakewood and I'm never, ever coming back for what I could talk to my mom over the phone and I can see her and my intention, my intentions, excuse me, were to never return, especially to Lakewood. I was done with that. I was done with that chapter in my life. There was nothing going on in Lakewood, New Jersey that I wanted to come back to. Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing. However, as I look at my life, I planned my life out. (laughs) But God had a different plan. Because I came back to Lakewood, y'all. 1999. And as I look at myself, I survived the relationships that I had no business being in. No, I did not. I survived whatever I went through in my childhood. I survived growing up without a father. I survived without any financial support from my father. I survived the things that I went through. I survived but I survived it through Jesus Christ. It wasn't just me. If it was just me, I probably wouldn't have survived. I would have been crushed and damaged and stayed there year after year after year. And my own events in my life, my own mistakes would have just ruined me. I wouldn't be doing podcasts. Definitely won't be married. And even if I were to be married, it wouldn't have lasted 13 years. No, I would have probably just took my own self out of the marriage. Because I have, I'm working on trying to have a longer fuse in life. Certain things I just don't have patience for. And I just don't have patience for. I'm just like, I don't have patience for that. I wouldn't have survived being a good mom almost for nine years. Bless the Lord. Anyhow, that is a true testimony. I wouldn't have survived moving five times in in 12 years. I wouldn't have survived the things of life. But God knew that I could make it. But God, he knew that I had, he had planted enough in my gut. Planted enough willpower. Planted enough where he will fertilize me. Jesus Christ. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, enough that he could inject the Holy Spirit to say, Melissa, you will make it. Jesus Christ. Whoa. He injected enough strength to say, you will stand this test. My God. He injected enough willpower to say, you are more than a conqueror. You will not die in this. Jesus, I thank you. He injected enough umph in me to give me a push in the back to say you will not faint. You will keep going. Hallelujah. He injected enough. Either I met somebody that had to, 
you know, boost me up a little bit in my spiritual walk. I remember walking to a job. I remember walking to church. I remember being 18, 19 years old at Youngstown State University walking to church in the snow. Jersey gets snow, but Ohio gets snow, snow. You walking in snow everywhere. And I didn't have a vehicle. But guess what? I remember going to church. (laughs) And I can't visually remember this lady's face, but she met me on my way to church. And she was like, there's something special about you. I've never seen her a day in my life. But it was a a spiritual, excuse me, intervention from God. Sometimes God would send somebody to give you that push. And that's why you always, it's important, ladies and gentlemen, to hear from the Lord. To have your spiritual ear canal open. Jesus Christ. To not have that closed. Because sometimes the Lord will tell you, go to a store. And you may think, what in the world do I even need in this store? You may look up and say, God, is that even you? Who is talking to me? But you know what? Obedience is better than the sacrifice. And I know that. Let me tell you something personally. This is Melissa Clark talking to you. I know it personally. I don't have to be a minister to tell you that. I don't have to be an evangelist to tell you that. I speak to you just from heart to heart. I don't want to get wrapped up in titles too much. I It's enough people doing that. And it's, I don't want to say it's annoying, but it is annoying. With that being said, to stay focused, I remember going to this church and these people didn't know me from Adam and Eve, from Red to purple, from yellow to brown, but it was a minister that prophesied to me. And I believe the true prophecies of Jesus Christ, like thus saith the Lord. I don't know them and they don't know me, but Jesus Christ knows me. And Jesus Christ is the one that sometimes have to spiritually fertilize you so you can grow. My God, I feel that in the spiritual realm. You have survived, sweetheart, the test of life. You have survived abuse in the relationship. And again, I am not talking about physical. I've never really had, praise God, an abusive person that banged on my head every day and hit me in a pot with, I can't really relate to that. Thank you, God. I just can't. But sometimes people would say words to you or sometimes, let me say, I've said words to people because I'm not always going to play the victim here. Ridiculous. I have said words to people that will probably, no, let me rewind. I, Melissa Clark, have said words to people that were wrong, wrong, out of order, wrong, not uplifting, mean, negative. I've done that. So I had to ask God for forgiveness. And move on. 
But sometimes in a relationship, people would say words to you that you, it's like your mind just replays that and it replays it and it replays it. And the enemy would have you replaying it in the morning, replaying it at 10 o'clock and replaying it at one o'clock. Like, look, you got to get to a place Well, you have to keep the enemy, ladies and gentlemen, under your feet because he will wrap your mind up in distress, depression, anger, bitterness. Ooh, that's a good one. Bitterness. That's another podcast. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Wow. But at the end of the day, you're doing damage to yourself. Just like my mom used to tell me, you can let whoever gets you bothered. And if they get you bothered, that's on you, sweetie. She would tell me straight up, straight face, tritty face. And, you know, that would be that. (laughs) Sometimes for myself, I had to say, that person really bothered me. God, I want to just put my freaking hands on them. But then I had to check myself. It ain't worth it. (laughs) It's like I'm talking myself out of it. And it sounds weird, but it happens to most of us, okay? I'm not the only one. Where people take you there. I allow people to to take me there. And I have to call somebody. They have to coach me through that. Sister Melissa, I had to do it a couple of months ago. Somebody, I won't name drop, but they had to call me. I call them like 1030 at night. And I'm like, I'm just hot. They listen. They gave spiritual counseling. They probably prayed. They probably was praying as I was talking to them. Two days later, thank you for listening. Thank you for allowing me to vent because I was in my feelings. We moved on. Many a times we might have to vent. It is not good to hold things in because eventually what happens is that you have an episode where it's like an explosion. My neighbor next door have tested me when she made that comment. We don't have nothing in common. Boy, I wanted to light her up. Whoa, that was a test. (laughs) My husband wasn't here. It was just Zanelle and I. Because they were making too much noise that I could barely do my homework at almost nine o'clock at night. You keep slamming the door and you're shaking the whole townhouse. You're bothering me. And I don't have ADHD, but it's like, can you just respect the people that live next door? Or are you just that darn disrespectful? And if you are, maybe you need to like teach your kids to be respectful. Hey, this ain't their world. Moving forward, I had to talk to her and I was like seeing myself, this lady just don't know. Well, all I could think about, nope, I can't, nope, I'm not. If I go off, it won't be good. I won't be a good mom. My husband is not even, he's somewhere in the ocean. Nope. Nope, I can't do that either. My mom was my mom was still around at that time, but my mom was living in New Jersey. Who's who's going to check me? Mm. So I had to let her win that one. <laughs> and when my husband came back, when we came back from New Jersey, he talked to the the service member like, "You guys are making too much noise. You guys are noisy." And if my husband says you're noisy, then you're really noisy. Cuz I usually could be the noisiest one in the house. I have 
maybe the loudest voice at times. So Torian was able to see that for himself, that these people are noisy. It wasn't just me. It wasn't just me overreacting and, oh my God, no, you're loud and you're disrespectful loud. And I have a problem with that because I always like to tell people, my husband served just like any other, just like any other service member. Oh, you're not going to make that much noise up in here. You're disturbing me. You heard me? Anyway, with all of that being said, I survived that. And I surprised myself. I was like, Lord, that's an A++. Had it have been 20 years ago, it would have went completely different. Completely different in high school if it was someone constantly, you just constantly being annoying for no reason. Like, why are you annoying? You know you're annoying. You can feel that energy in the universe that you're annoying. Stop being annoying. But I survived that. In life, I've gone through so many tests. Racism. um, Sexism. Not just racism against white people, black people that just don't like me or brown, whatever. I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) Too bad. As I say, too bad, too sad. I'm not here for the likes, really. I'm here because God has allowed me to do Anchor and this is what I do. So I'm not really here for the likes. Because sometimes people that look like you, they won't even support you because they just, they want to be you, but they don't know how. They like still trying to figure out their life. How are you making it? Baby, look, I survived my mother passing. I could survive anything. And that's real. I survived my mom. Like, I'm not in a mental home. I'm not on any antidepressants. I didn't have a nervous breakdown. I still kept myself up with integrity. I'm still good to people. That's only through the mercy of God. Because sometimes if it was up to me, I wouldn't talk to anybody. Like, for what? What, what are we talking about? I wouldn't have anything to say. Like, I don't have anything to say. And if it really comes down to me talking to people, I could just write it on paper or call, you know, you know what I'm saying? Or, or, or find somebody else, find something else to do, find another outlet. But because I believe in communication and feelings, one of the reasons that I'll be a social worker, praise the Lord, I would have that um, degree next year that I will I I love to talk. Everyone that knows me, I love to express how I feel. Yesterday was my day off and I called one of my friends and I was telling her about, and she listened to me. She was working. I was off and I was like, oh my gosh, they're probably going to check my blood pressure. (laughs) You know, uh, let me simmer down. You know what I'm saying? And we kind of both laughed about it, but hey, sometimes things bother you. Got to get it off your chest. But you have to get it off your chest with the right person. That's another part of surviving. I want to give you the definition of a survivor. A person who survives, especially a person remaining alive after an event in which others have died. Whoa, 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 whoa. The remainder of a group of a person or things, a person who copes, copes, thank you, God, With the difficulties in their life, we all have difficulties. Everyone does. I have difficulties. My daughter has difficulties. Torian has difficulties. No one is dismissed or, you know, you're not like you're flawless. No one is. I don't care what Facebook says. That is social media. I could go on there and be light-skinned tomorrow if I wanted to be. 
or I could be as dark as, as charcoal. It's you do what you want. It's your page. You do what you want. It's your page. It's your way of expression. Anyway, not to, um, deviate from the topic. You have survived. You're here today and you have survived the storm. You have survived. I want to read to you Lamentations 2 and 22. It says you have invite you have invited as to a feast day the terrors that surround me in the day of the Lord's anger there was no refugee or survivor. Those whom I have bore and brought up my enemies have destroyed. Many a times we feel like we're not surviving. Sweetie, I'm here to tell you, you are surviving. If you're breathing, if you're listening to this anchor um, presentation, you are surviving. You are. It doesn't matter if you had a bad week. (laughs) I have bad days sometimes. Well, not bad days, excuse me. I always like to say I don't have bad days. I have days where it's like I'm in my feelings and I have to check myself. I try not to stay there day after day. I cannot do that. I have too much to do. My day consists of work. My daughter's downstairs, 8 to 2.30. Work is from 6 to 3.30. I work nine-hour days. I have classes that I take. I have things that I manage back in New Jersey, things that I manage back in Texas, things that I manage darn in my own life. I have to have time for my own life. Get my nails done, get my hair done, get my eyebrows done. You know, I mean, shucks. You know, um, so within that, I'm busy. And I try to be an encourager to people that want to be encouraged. I should always have a positive word. I should always have a positive word. When people come to you with their stuff, if you can't find a positive word, maybe you should not take that call. But if you can find a positive word, to uplift someone. Do that. There, there are people that I talk to a couple of times a week and they're positive and they're encouraging. I might encourage them. They might encourage me. It might go where I might need some encouraging words. Monday, they might need some encouraging words. Tuesday, I'm back to, oh my gosh, I'm upset about this still. You can't do life alone. You can't do life alone. Even my mom, bless her heart, that was very, um, very spiritual, very well put together, very focused driven, a woman of God for sure. She would spend time with my aunt. They would talk on the phone. My aunt lives in London. They would chat about whatever they chat about. I don't know. But I remember sometimes calling my mom and she would say, oh my gosh, I've been on the phone for two hours because I guess my aunt was talking and my mom would be listening. Most of the time, my mom's a good listener, just like Torian. They are good listeners. They could listen to you for hours. I'm working on that. (laughs) So you have to get someone that, you know, maybe they can't spend hours with you on the phone. Some people may not have time. But maybe you can write them a letter. There's always another way to do something. I don't want to use there's more than one way to, you know, I don't want to use animals as a analogy because I'm sure some of the people that listen, they have animals. So I'm not going to 
be offend, you know, be rude and offend anyone, but there, there are always someone that you can speak to. I have friends that I meet every three years. Every three years, I've moved to a different place. It's almost that time next year. We'll see what happens. We'll see what God has in store for us. April of 2022. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see where God wants the Clark family to be. But you've survived. You've survived, you know, the relationships, the verbal abuse, the letdowns, the denials, the no's that never turned into yes. You know, you've survived everything. You didn't die. And I'm here to tell you to don't let your spiritual walk with God die for like nonsense. Like he said, she said, homie, it doesn't matter. That is ridiculous. Don't let anyone take you off your course with your spiritual walk because of foolishness. It's not worth it. You are doing well. There are many people that wish they had what you had, but they don't. All we have to do is look around in the inner cities. There's plenty of people that are homeless, whether they're homeless because of life. Not everybody that's homeless is on drugs. There are some people that are homeless and they have a job. They just cannot afford to live in a house. There are people that legitimately work an eight to five, a seven to 11, uh, 11 to seven, a seven to three, and they cannot afford to have a home and they live in, they live outside. They don't have power. They don't have running water. They live close to a lake where they can clean themselves off with the lake and with the lake in the lake. Excuse me. I'm training for real. I'm like with the lake in the lake. (laughs) Oh gosh. There are people that live off garbage cans. They eat from the leftover food. I've seen it. In like every city I've visited, not just California. I've lived in Hawaii. Got homeless people in Hawaii for sure. I've seen people in Hawaii having a bowel movement in the middle of Hawaii. You're like, oh, I thought it was just beaches there. Yeah, they are. It's in a city wherever you go. You've seen those signs. I will work for food. I've seen mothers. I don't know if they're just doing that. I'm not really sure. I can't judge. I don't know if they're mothers with signs with their children. I'm, I'm like, oh my God. Where are the social? Like, where's where the social? Like, could anybody help? Where are the social workers? Like, is this a joke? Like, you have your children at Walmart with a sign? That breaks my heart. Every time I see it, my God, my daughter and I are like, where's a dollar? Who has cash? So no matter where you are, you're blessed. You are blessed. You have food to eat. You have a roof over your head. You have clean clothes. You have the facilities of doing laundry. You have running water. And like I always like to say, it may not be a Thai food night every night. It may not be. Heck, I had uh, Ooters and Noodles was my meal for months. I wasn't in my mom's pockets. My mom had her own stuff to pay for. 
She always had stuff to pay for. And she was a single mom. So I'm not going to be, oh, mom, can I? No, I don't do that. Like, if my mom was here to tell you, she would probably say, Melissa's independent. It, it might have taken her 20 years to do something. But that's what she wanted to do. Oh, well. At the end of the day, it's the life that God has given me. Whatever journey I decide to take is a journey I decide to take. It's my experience. And in learning things and in doing life, I've learned so many things about myself. I've learned so many things about myself. What are you learning in this time of surviving about you? Are you learning that you're strong? Are you learning that you're weak in some areas? What are you learning? Living and learning. I'm learning that, man, if I could like survive the things I survived, Whoa, I'm like a shero through Christ. Not on my own. Through Christ, I'm like a shero. Can't nobody, if nobody say Sister Melissa or Melissa or whatever, Mrs. Clark, you're doing good. Look, I'm patting my own self in the back. Because some people never going to say you're doing good. They just going to say what they don't like about you because they're haters. It's always going to be the more haters you have, the better you know that you're doing a good job. So it's like, they're part of the team. They're just not part of your team. They're just part of the hateration team. So let them be on that team over on the other side (laughs) and you be on your side with the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. I've been on on anchor for 33 minutes, so I'm going to go. I try to only stay on here for 20 to 33, um, 20 to 30 minutes. Pardon me. Have a blessed day. I hope this podcast have helped you. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're enjoying your family time. I hope you are, um, you know, learning and living your life and Just wanted to let you know that you are a survivor.